You're listening to FPL at the Curry House, the place to find all your FPL tips, points, and news. Join us for a rundown of an eventful Game Week 5 and a preview of Game Week 6 in FPL. We also reveal our Wheel of Misfortune Captain Spin outcomes from this round of fixtures with some varying results. And who are the set and forgets this season? Everton's continual top performance and scoping out some replacement midfield options now that De Bruyne is injured for the foreseeable future. Do you go for value picks and differentials or are you straight swapping for a premium midfield? In addition to City asset injuries, the news that Virgil van Dijk is out for the remainder of his season with an ACL injury has put managers in a spin. Is it finally time to get rid of Trent? So much content. Jump right in and give us a listen. Also, follow us on our socials, mainly at FPL Curry on Instagram, for some serious banter and player posts to get ahead of your mini league this season. Good evening and welcome to FPL at the Curry House. Um, we're here to talk about Game Week 5, I think it was, and the international break. Here with the usual people, Luke and Dan and Kosha. How's your week been? Dan's putting his six fingers up. Good from Norfolk. It's Game Week 6, though. No, no, you, Muppet, with questionable stats. It was Game Week 5, but we're going to preview Game Week 6 during this podcast, so there you go. He was just being a bit premature. How was your Game Week, Dan? How was your Game Week 6? Finished early, I think. Yeah, it wasn't great for me. Um, that he said. Wheel of Death captain choice didn't do me well. Uh, I ended up getting uh, Vardy as captain and he didn't play. Uh, so my vice captain was Gabriel and he got two points. So my captain ended up getting me only four points. I chose him for you, didn't I? Yes, you did. For and those, I, uh, for those that didn't catch it, we done a random wheel spin of doom for our captain choices last week. and. It was with mixed um, success, I suppose. So, Dan, you had Vardy. Yeah. I had Castagni. Kostya, you had? I had Vardy as well. And your vice-captain? Uh, it was um, the Southampton goalkeeper, forgot, McCarthy. Mm. And he ended up giving me two points. So, yeah. And then, Luke, you had? Timo. Captain Timo. With the two goals and assists, so I had a great week. I told you, it the only time I'll do well in this league in 2020 is by a random event, and I'm, I'm happy for it. It's fine. Well, I'm glad you're happy. Do you want to talk about the rest of your game week, Luke? I mean, yeah. Like, if we go by the fixtures, um, and we start with the Merseyside derby, yeah, 2-2, Everton-Liverpool. Um I went in confident having Trent. I knew Everton would be competitive. Um, and I think Salah was going to return at some point, which he did. Um, but Trent did nothing, still taking up 7.5 million on my squad. And uh, Van Dyke's now out with his, with an ACL. So, I mean, I'm, I'm shipping my Liverpool assets very, very fast because I think, I think it's all over for them at the back at least. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, at least at the back. I'm probably going to keep Salah, but get rid of Trent for sure. Well, I don't blame you for getting rid of Trent. Um, and, and yeah, Van Dyke's out for because the rest of the season, isn't he? Yeah, ACL, in, apparently that's like eight, nine months minimum. So it's yeah, a bit scary. So, so do you think Liverpool are going to be in trouble this year? I don't know. I think 
it depends how well Matip and Gomez cover. I think they'll still score goals because before they could defend, they were like Chelsea now. Like they looked good up front, but they couldn't keep a clean sheet. I remember that 3-3 against Crystal Palace and Suarez crying. That's what all their games were like. Like they couldn't defend. I still think they'll score. Um, and Salah, I think, is just you've got to keep in there for the season. But I'd ship Liverpool defence. Um, Allison's still out for another four or five weeks. So, I mean, with him gone and Van Dyke gone, I would run away very, very fast. What I would be doing if you're removing some Liverpool assets, it's probably putting Everton assets in. And I know Dan's a guy that has Everton assets and has since pretty much game week one. Um, they, they return quite well with you. Well, maybe that was Ben. I've had a lot of uh, Everton assets in. Um, they did me well. Unfortunately, this uh, this game week, they didn't do me too well. I took out Hammers, <clears throat> strategic move. Um, and I brought in uh, Richardson. Um, I also had Keane, um, but I had Keane on the bench and he ended up getting eight points on the bench for me. So all in all, like they're consistently giving me points. Just unfortunately, I'm not capturing more with them on the bench. That's that's a really strange move that you've done there though, putting putting in Keane and taking out Hammers. No, I had Keane in already. So Keane had already been in my squad, but Ah. he didn't fit in the new structure of my squad. So I kept on the bench uh, and it didn't work. Yeah, I've got I've got hammers and uh, DCL, and uh, and I'm I'm kind of happy with those. I'm going to keep those for a little while, I think. Let's go in some points. Don't get me wrong, I've had DCL for a couple. Of, I think from game week one, and he's always been in my squad, and he's always got me points. So I'm very happy with uh, the Everton assets I do have available right now. DCL is definitely your set and forget. I think this season. I mean, he's only seven point seven, and he's returned on every single game week currently the league top scorer so in in if you don't have him already get him in and just forget about it move on to the next one Kostya anything from you on that fixture no I mean I'm just I'm still sad about that whole wheel of spin and there was a huge gap of like 40 points between me and whoever was in second place now it's 10 and I'm still a bit salty about that I mean it was a good game and a lot of questionable decisions as well that offside call on um, on Mane in the end of the game was very weird and then obviously the whole situation with uh, Pickford uh, injuring Van Dyke was weird as well so I think referees have made the Merseyside derby a bit a bit worse but it was a good game actually it was like the start of the game week was just amazing this game was exactly what he wanted and all the key assets again um, provided I also I think I'm the only one who has Robertson and I'm, I'm quite happy about having him because he is quite expensive. He's seven mil, but he is delivering, so I'm happy with that. Good. Now I don't know who to go to for the next game because it's Chelsea Southampton. <laughs> so I don't know where to go to Dan or Luke. <laughs> go to Dan first. Dan, am I right in thinking you've got Danny Ings in your team? No, you're not. I don't have Danny Ings in my team. Am I right in thinking you had Danny Ings in your team? At one point, potentially. Um, now, I, I'm not the biggest fan for obvious reasons of Southampton, but I thought, you know what? I'll jump in the bandwagon, game week four. I'll bring Danny Ings. He seems to be a consistent point, point scorer. He got nothing, so I took him straight out. And now I have no Southampton assets in the squad. I'm quite disappointed. I, I really wanted to see Chelsea put at least six past them. Um, Chelsea came out absolutely roaring and then flopped as usual. 
living up to their sponsorship, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Something yes, in... We... Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, yes, you are right. We are embodying the, the three jersey uh, a bit too many times this season. But Kostya, what, what, just rip me. What do you have to say now? Come uh, actually, I don't want to say anything uh, bad or negative about either of the teams. I want to point out someone by the name of Yannick Westergaard. The guy is 4.5 mil. He's got 21 points already. So in comparison to somebody I mentioned before, uh, Robertson got 25 points and he is 7 mil. So that's a huge difference. He's been consistently returning for the last uh, three games and he has a lot of good fixtures up ahead. So he's also only selected by 1% of the managers. I have no idea why I'm telling you this information and I'm mostly doing it for the listeners out there. Uh, you guys disregard that, but that guy is really really interesting player and i would really look at him right now mm. so where's where's Vestergaard getting his points from he got two clean sheets against burnley and west brom he scored a goal against chelsea mm -hmm. so let's see Is i mean it? again it's southampton they are quite good in defense and obviously yeah. from what we see they can score again as well so and if you score more goals an opponent you win and also, if you score more goals than the opponent, sometimes they get disappointed, so they are not motiva motivated to actually score against you, so defenders get more points. So, did you just say, if you score more goals than the opponent, you win? Yes, that's how football works. I literally had to put myself on mute then, because I was just laughing. Oh my I'm, god. I'm, I'm glad that we're taking this back to basics, but, but maybe not to that level. <laughs> but then again, more teams. Four teams are losing this year. <laughs> that is that is what we thought last season, indeed. Yes, uh, but but quickly touching on uh, Chelsea, I was never going to get rid of Timo because you know he's too good to get rid of. Plus, I got the jersey now, so it's a whole emotional roller coaster. Uh, I did get the double mega spin, so captain double points, two goals and assist. Um, Havertz still continuing to produce from the midfield. Costa, I know you've had him for mm -hmm. a while. Um, D disregard me being a Chelsea fan and being really angry and getting getting a noise complaint for that end of the match. But I mean, fantasy assets, I think Timo's still there. I think he's still a differential because I don't think people are going to pick him. Uh, and I think Havertz can fit, fit, uh, fit your midfield if you're looking for maybe, maybe like a cheaper Kevin De Bruyne, like he's gone for a, a long period of time. We can get to that later, but I think, I think there's opportunity there. Don't touch the defense. Just it's comical at this point. Um, so they're the two Chelsea assets I would recommend, but yeah, it shot me up to second. So Kostya, I'm, I'm right behind you, buddy. I have a question about not touching Chelsea defense. So what about Chilwell? Yeah. I mean, Chilwell will get assists and run forward, but he will never, ever get a clean sheet. Like we haven't done an away clean sheet for almost a season and at home we're just as volatile. So, I mean... I, there are attacking mid uh, attacking defenders that can produce more points around the same value band. Um, I'm thinking like Castagna is a perfect example. Do you know what I mean? So um, aside from the loss to Villa, but I would still stick away from Chilwell. It's it's probably not worth the the emotional roller coaster that you have to go through each week. Let's right. move on to let's, let's move on to Manchester City and Arsenal. Then in that case, did anyone watch this game? I, I've seen the highlights from it, and the biggest highlight of that moment was Aguero touching a female referee. 
as literally the most interesting thing which has happened. So uh, I think last year, so the, uh, not this season, but the season before, uh, they've introduced a rule that if you touch a referee in any way, like physically touch them, you should be automatically, um, like, you know, basically you should get a card. Uh, based on the severity of the touch, you should either get a yellow or a red card. So if you touch them too strong, you get a red card. So uh, what's you interesting have to here? Send me on the door when they touch me. Kind of <laughs> In a way, but what's interesting here is that uh, he just disagreed with the decision and he just you know touched her on the shoulder, like kind of like hugged her, and everybody on social media just went crazy about it, saying that he's not supposed to do that and and he sh he's supposed to get a card for that. So I think that was the most interesting thing about the game. So that was a highlight of this game. Does anyone yeah. have anything else to add on this? From what about from an FPL point of view? De Bruyne being out well, for an unknown period—that's that's a big thing, isn't it? I, mean, I said it's going to happen. Um, he's not coming back into the squad. It's people and quite a lot of people have still got him in there. So that is a big amount of money sat there, sat on the bench for someone not playing. Still tying up assets unnecessarily because nobody knows when he's going to come back. And even if he is, if he does come back to match fitness, is Pep going to play him? So it's, it could be a, like a repeat of last season with Pep Roulette. They might want to rest him a bit more and make sure they only bring him on for the important games. Nobody knows what's going to happen this season. Would you consider a like-for-like like swap when we talk about Sterling, though? Because, I mean, if KDB's out and you want to see the assets, Sterling straight in there and he did score. I mean, it was quite a dull game, but... Um, is, is Sterling, do you reckon, Sterling went a bit under the radar. He didn't really start well last season at all, like really, really poor. Um, but he had actually ha uh, had his best scoring tally in a Premier League season for, for many, many moons. I think like four or five years. So is Sterling worth a punt or he's just sticking away because of, of what's happening right now? If you look at City right now, I don't think any of City assets is a good good idea right now. Long term, again, if if they you know pick up the form again and actually start um, playing well again, of course Sterling is amazing. Like he's been scoring consistently for I don't know how many years in 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 probably like one of the toughest leagues to score in the world. So yeah, but he's expensive as well. Eleven point five. That's too much. Anyway. Should we move on to the next game? Uh, you can, we can do, but I was just getting some stats for your uh, your comment. Nine years, Sterling's been playing in the Premier League, scoring scoring points for eight. Just... That's, a, that's a lot of years. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. Yeah. <laughs> your contribution has been so good this afternoon, Kofi. Actually, talking about, talking about good contributions, uh, <laughs> the fridge, the fridge, has finally contributed to Manchester United result in a positive way. Was it an accident? Uh, I don't know. Probably he was. He confused the sides of the pitch. He was running to defend and met the ball and actually scored. I assume you are talking mm -hmm. about the United for Newcastle one and and the fridge's forward forehead slab head. Yeah, uh, the fridge is Harry Maguire. No one's got Bruno, do they? No. No. Nope. Are we thinking about it? Penaldo? A fun, like... fun fact. He will score 38 goals this season because there's 38 game weeks and United is getting a penalty in every game. So here you go. But he missed the penalty there. He missed but the penalty there. He's missed his first penalty. He, he got another one. That's how it's easy it works. So until Bruno Fernandes scores the penalty, the yes. game is not over. Yes. 
Yeah, so to, yeah, like like the Burton game, it went on to yeah, exactly. <laughs> 117 minutes until Bruno actually gets a penalty right. So he could have unlimited penalties for unlimited amount of time. So it's an interesting theory, which we keep an eye on that one. Vesta, I mean, no I mean, you guys got Rashford. You spoke then. I did. I was asking, have any of you guys got Rashford? Nope. I've got, I've got nobody from Manchester United. No, I had him in my initial pre-season draft and I mm -hmm. um, took him out because he was focused on charity and the government and helping feed the kids. So I thought he might be distracted, but he's potentially a good shot. Is he though? Yeah. 9.5 as a midfielder. There's like, you can, you know, 9.5 for a striker. Okay, you can like, it's same price as, as Werner is. And he's only scored two goals so far. And I'm not sure actually, and, and their fixtures is Chelsea and Arsenal. Like, uh, I don't know, I guess Chelsea maybe, yes, because... There'll be, there'll be three goals against them in that game. Yeah, but then one of them will be a penalty, one of them will be a random goal scored by a defender, and then but there's just one, one goal left for somebody to score, so... Yeah, but you're talking about a guy who's scoring goals but also getting assists. So, like, if you look at the last game, he got a goal, he got two assists. And you look at the form that he's, he's in at the moment and the teams he's playing, both the teams can't defend. It's quite clear that Chelsea can't defend. Um, and Arsenal's back line is tragic at the moment. So it could be, it could be a good shout to bring him in. Interesting like, fact. Tied up in De Bruyne, you can free up that money and bring in Rashford. And what will he do with the rest? And on what? On Instagram likes. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, do it. It's at FPL Curry. On Instagram, uh, we have been unbanned from advertising, which is fantastic. Uh, difficult, but we managed. And uh, we're on Twitter somewhere, but we don't do much there. So just check the Instagram. And uh, there's a fair bit of banter and summary of some picks. So um, I'm going to put that post when uh, you said Rashford was bad, Costa. I'm going to put the post when he when he delivers a bag full against Chelsea. So thank okay. you for the content. Thank you for that. Now, should we move on to the next fixture? More penalties missed. Mitrovic, 1-1 one, one, uh, Sheffield and Fulham. Now, on paper, this looked like the most boring game in the world, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, someone from our group posted a meme about paying 15 euros for this game. You need to seek mental health <laughs> uh, resources. That was fantastic. But uh, Sheffield have just fallen off completely, haven't they? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because they, they, were, they were kind of a force last season. And this yeah. year, nothing at all. Do they play in European Cups right now? Uh, don't know. No, I think they just missed out on Europe. I think Wolves and it's, someone else took that spot. It's kind of a shame because imagine what it would do to them if they're in Europe as well. It'd be yeah. comical. Five games with one point. That's quite bad, actually. For a team which was really good last year, you're right. Anyway. Moving on to the next game, which is a Brighton game, which I actually haven't seen. Uh, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was I, I haven't seen it. I was really hoping for Bisuma to do something again. Well, he again got a card, and then another Brighton player. And I only had two Brighton players in my team at that moment, who was Dunk and Bisuma. Well, one of them got a red card, another got a yellow card. So, yeah, I mean. I'm happy Brighton's getting some points. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Zaha from Crystal Palace, he's, he's doing all right. I mean, he's only 7.2. Uh, 
and he scored a goal last uh, last game. I believe it was a penalty though. Some. Um, they still count. He scored four goals. Exactly. So yeah. So it I think seven point two again a midfielder, but uh, still, I would actually look at Zaha from Crystal Palace. I don't think anyone else there is actually worth mentioning. That's your what opinion. What, what I'd add to that is I've had Zaha for a couple of weeks, and if you look at the fixtures that are coming up for them, they've got a good run of games. Yeah, I was just about to mention the same. That's great, great minds think alike. Fulham, Wolves, Leeds, Burnley, Newcastle, West Brom. Like, there are definitely points there, for sure. And he's cheap. And if we were just talking about Rashford. He's about two mil cheaper, and he's got about 12 more points. So maybe he's, he's your differential when trying to spend your KDB money. That's a good shout. Can we talk about dunk red card though, Kostya? Are you trying to avoid that on purpose? It <laughs> seems like he just got dunked and you're too scared to tell everybody. <laughs> no, I mentioned dunk or the red card. I didn't hear the pain in your voice, so I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, no. Dunk is just... I mean, he's not on my team anymore. He was there before, but all the trust is gone. It's, it's stupid to have him in the squad. If you look at Dunk's performance over the last three game weeks, uh, in three game weeks, he's accumulated minus three points in three game weeks. So he had minus two, and he's, then he got zero, and then he got a minus one. So his total, his total, his total was uh, five points. I actually had a strategy where I wanted to keep him on until the Spurs game, which is in one game week. But I had to, I had to make drastic changes to my team last week, so he had to go. So, so he's got one he, one own goal and one red card as yeah. towards his recent fixtures. Yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, he has to go. Uh, same as Bissouma. I'm not sure if he's your go-to guy anymore. I don't think he's ever been a go-to guy, but he was supposed to be my differential this year. So far, it's not really working out for me. So. Well, he's your differential, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the type of differential I want in my team. Should we move on to the next game? Because I know there's someone very excited to discuss this one. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think I should. I don't think I should because um, we can't swear on air. <laughs> this was such a result in the end. Um, I mean, Spurs destroyed West Ham in the first 20 minutes. I don't care uh, because in the 94th minute, Lanzini scored an absolute screamer. Goal of the decade for sure. Uh, and I don't really care about fantasy football points here either because I'm an avid <laughs> fan and, and, and Spurs bottled it. And I did like someone, that. did anyone have Cresswell? No. Four assists this season so far. Yeah. Also, what's interesting, uh, Tsofal got one. So he hasn't blanked so far. Got five points last week, four points this week. Uh, Something interesting, though, uh, obviously Kane and Son on Spurs side did really well. I think that partnership is working really well this year for some reason. Maybe it's that uh, Amazon movie they did together last year about Mourinho. But it's um, it's crazy. What's interesting, uh, Bale. <laughs> so, of course, there's a lot of questionable stats and data about Spurs not winning first 20-plus games when Bale is starting. But is he actually worth it? Like, is is he still a potentially valid um, fantasy football asset? I don't think you can judge it based on his first game because if, if you look at it, don't get me wrong. Like, West Ham were getting absolutely spanked by by Tottenham, and then for some reason they came into the second half and decided to park the bus. 
and you, you can't park the bus against a team like West Ham because they'll give it 100% up until like the 90th minute, they will keep going. And it, it clearly showed that they constantly applied the pressure to the point where they went, uh, I think it was 3-1, and then they had their own goals, they came up to 3-2, and you can see how, how Tottenham were trying to pick it back up, but West Ham were all over them. Yeah. Again, Bale came on, I think he, he didn't get very many touches of the ball. He had that no, one. He, he, he only got 15, 18 minutes, so he didn't play for that long. I think it's a bit more than 18 minutes. It's, uh, well, fantasy football website says exactly 18 yeah. minutes, so... But yeah, like, like you say, can you judge someone's uh, performance based on, as you say, like 18 minutes? I don't yeah, think but you also know his background. He's not like a new player to, to the world, right? He's not like, he didn't just appear. He's not a young guy who's promising. He's been there for a while and he hasn't, he hasn't had a lot of game, like actual game time. I honestly like they have they have good fixtures now. They have three very good fixtures against Burnley, Brighton, and West Brom. He's nine point five, and he's only selected by one percent of the managers. So I'm not sure if he'll actually get like because he probably doesn't have enough match fitness either. Uh, but he might be a really really interesting player to look at. I'm just not sure if he's he's actually going to deliver myself. So I'm going to stay away from him. But here's an option there as well. I'm sure. I reckon you should take Sun and then set and forget, and then we move on to the next fixture. He's looking hot. I've transferred Sun out and then in and then out and then in, so he's coming twice, and he's my set and forget in addition to Calvert-Lewin. So that's that's where we're moving. We're moving on. One thing I am thinking about, talking um, looking hot. Leicester, no, I'm thinking about and on and inside all of the things, uh, is... Leicester versus Aston Villa. Okay, obviously disappointing result for the for the crew in here that had him as their captain and got nothing. Uh, good good for my point tally. Um, but can we talk about Ross Barkley for a second? Can we just talk about Ross Ross the boss because he's returned twice in two games. Villa being the only team in the Premier League right now that is undefeated wins wins boys four wins. Um, I, I don't know. Should we bring him in? He's cheap. What should we do? I don't think I'm going to go near him just because he doesn't excite me enough. But, but, he's, but he's doing okay. So. I think there's another player which Dan really likes who got an assist again. It's a big John McGinn from Scotland. <laughs> That's true. And I, um, I've called it every week, boys. I'm telling you, like, yeah. you got to bring him in. Also, uh, big John McGinn is just 1.7 meters, so... I'm not sure what's that in 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 British version of uh, of height, but he's he's actually quite short. It's smaller than a baby it's, British giraffe. It's not, That's how small it is. It's not the size <laughs> of the dog in the fight, guys. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Come on, Big John McGinn has been bossing it. I told you this a couple of weeks ago. It's well worth well worth the punt of bringing him in. I'm going to go against you and go Barkley. I just looked him up. Five point nine, only selected by two percent of managers. Eighteen points in the past two games. Most of those points coming from Liverpool, so go figure. Well, he if you look at if you, if you look at John McGinn, he's five point five, and he's he's got more points, so he's cheaper and got more points. He's played more games as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One person not to forget is a uh, Gurelish as well, Jack Gurelish, because I've got him in the squad. He's seven point two million, so he he's pretty expensive, but thirty eight points in total. He's doing bits. Yeah, he's bossing, isn't he? And also the best haircut in the Premier League. So, I mean, if you don't have him in. I have a question then. So we've been saying Castagne is like a good pick on Leicester and everything. But now as I'm looking at it, 
he's quite expensive. He's fine, 5.8. He wasn't doing really well for the last two games against West Ham or Villa. Their fixtures up ahead are quite difficult. Is this a time to get rid of him? I don't think so. I think people may make that decision jump. Uh, jump the board a bit early. Um, you've got to look at the, the whole lesser setup. Uh, they're missing their key players. Um, they didn't really have much going forward. So then it puts them on the back foot. So they're going to be naturally trying to be more defensive. And that's not the play style that Leicester have right now. Leicester are quite an attacking uh, attacking team. And if they're missing their key assets, then they have to change their game style. And I think people people will literally need you. I could take him out. I don't think you should. If you look at, if you look at him, yes, he's quite an expensive defender. Don't get me wrong. Um, but 29 points in total so far for 5.8 million, I, I think it's well worth it. If you look at if you look at the cost of some of these Liverpool assets, um, he's got more points than the Liverpool assets, and he's a lot cheaper as well. Interesting. Shall we even bother talking about West Brom and Burnley? The first nil-nil in the Premier League season of 2020. And we can move on now. <laughs> I would all. like to say like one thing though. Um, Pope, fair play to him. He saved my game week. I was having an atrocious game week and he came in, kept a clean sheet and got me 11 points. So saved my game week. So that's the, that's the one standout thing for me that I'm happy with this week. It was a boring game, don't get me wrong. Um, but he made six saves and got three, three uh, bonus points as well with a clean sheet. So That's good. That's good points. Compared to a Matt Ryan owner, I'm jealous of your goalkeeping points. Um, I think I'm the only one here in the last fixture that had Jimenez, right? Wolves versus Leeds. Um, this is a great win for Wolves as well for a Leeds team that's been looking hot. But Jimenez, goal scorer, bonus points, doing what he does best. Um, I think he's close. I'm trying to figure out this season who are my set and forgets, and then I'm trying to fix the middle basically. And the back I've just forgotten about because this season's shown me that Liverpool can lose seven against Villa. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I think Jimenez, I mean, he's done it for a season or two. Maybe my final set and forget and the rest is tinkering. So just um, Another one, one I want to mention though, and I don't know too much about him, but Kilman um, got the assist, got clean sheet and got three bonus points. Now I saw on social media um, about two hours before this game went ahead, a Wolves fan himself saying, don't don't go anywhere near Kilman. He won't get any game time. He's not going to play. They've brought in replacements. And then he goes and plays a blinder, gets an assist and a clean sheet. So does anyone know too much about this guy? And if so, what's your thoughts on him? I know nothing about him, to be honest. you got three people shaking their heads, so I guess that's a no. But it's time to move on. Next week. Ooh. What do we got? Villa leads. Oh, see, this is the perfect time to bring in Barkley. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't <laughs> care. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Should we say anything else? <laughs> no. I mean, we talked about Leeds assets, but I don't think many of us have them left in their squad, do, do we? We traded them all out a week or two ago. I know yeah. Dan had Ailing. I think uh, no one's got anything, so... I mean, bring in Ross or bring in the best haircut in the Prem and then you, you, you're guaranteed to score points. Well, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got Ollie Watkins. So I'll be interested oh. to see what he does in, the, in these few games because, I mean, there's goals available there. <clears throat> That's not a bad shout. 
What are you feeling though about your game against City then? West Ham versus City. Straight uh, do, you what, do you know what? I don't know. I think West, we've been on form and it, despite the first 20 minutes against Tottenham, I think to even... Um, to, well, Spurs have been a team on fire, so we've done okay against them. Before that, 3-0 or 4-0 at Leicester and Wolves. So we're capable of doing stuff, but you know, Man City can be absolutely animals sometimes, and we've got a bad track record against them. So I'm sitting on the fence on this one. I don't feel confident, but kind of a little bit of me is thinking we can do something. If you were to tell us one West Ham player to bring in, who would it be? Um, well, I've been saying Masuaku for the last couple of weeks because they've been playing him as essentially a left winger and he's a left back, uh, as a defender for, from an FPL point of view. Um, but I wouldn't go with that for the next couple of weeks because um, the fixtures. Um, Man City than Liverpool, I, I think. I mean, you could look at a new boy, Ben Rami, but I don't know what he's. But I don't, I don't know what he's going to be doing. Um, so, I just, you know, I'm sitting on the fence here, but I'd go for Bowen. All right, good to know. Who wants to talk about the next one? Fulham, Crystal Palace, Kostya. You recommending Zaha here? I think he may be an interesting player to look at. And potentially Mitrovic for Fulham as well. I mean, yeah, he's, he missed a penalty last week, but still Mitrovic is still going to do bits. You should put Mitrovic in, Costa. You should do that. That'd be great for your team, mate. Uh, I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about Zaha, though. I had Harvey Barnes, who's done nothing for three weeks. Absolutely nothing. And it's left me a little bit high and dry, as um, I'm used to these days. So it's unfortunate. Anyone else in that fixture? Well, I'm, I'm the same with you and Harvey Barnes. You and Harvey Barnes sounds like a film. Um, but I've got, I've got the same problem there. He's not he's not been doing much, has he? No, he hasn't. And I, Leicester have, have gone very confusing suddenly. It's like Leicester a couple of games ago, you'd have put your money on them, but now who knows? So it's, it's another tough one. It is. Uh, the next game is going to be tough. I reckon Dan should take this. Rashford doing bits against Chelsea. I reckon he will. To be fair, if you look at if you look at Chelsea's performance against Southampton, and then you're bringing in what's currently a team that's in form, um, the attacking force of Man United at the moment, they're looking very feisty. And you look at obviously Chelsea's starting goalkeeper is out; he's injured. Um, you have your 72 million third choice keeper um, just making mistakes across the board. Every single match, he's making mistakes. Um, so. Obviously, you've got Big Willie coming in to save the day, but is it going to be enough to stop to stop Man United? I don't think so. I think like Man United, Man United are very very pacey going forward, and I think that's one thing that Chelsea are lacking in their back line. You've got you've got some. Don't get me wrong, you've got some decent defenders in Chelsea, but they haven't got the pace to keep up with the likes of Rashford going forward. So Dan's prediction is Man United four, Chelsea three. Timo with the double and uh, Rashford with at least two. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm going to call like. it 3-1. Th- 3-1 to United. 3-1, yeah. all right. I reckon all right, gonna, it's going to be a 3-0, 85th minute. Chelsea will bang one in. Timo from 25 yards will hit an absolute screamer. But yeah, I'm calling it 3-1. Liverpool Sheffield. You think Sheffield will just get destroyed? Yes. Yes, I think Salah sent forget. Now, yeah. I, I transferred in Salah when De Bruyne got injured. I've done it quickly, so I didn't lose money on De Bruyne. I'm tempted to triple captain him. I was just about to say the exact same thing. Is this the time with the format Sheffield are in that you triple captain your Liverpool captain? 
Who knows? Because then it can go one of one or two ways. Do you, do you go for is Mane going to have the, the game of the game of the season and back some absolute like 20, 30 points, or is it going to be Salah? Because it's it's quite obvious that Sheffield are going to get destroyed in the current form they're in. Um, but it's just who's going to rack up the points and how destroyed are they going to get? Yeah. This is sorry to jump in. This is the thing we have previously for the past three seasons saved our triple captain for the double game week, but. Majority of the time that doesn't work because they either don't play the full 90 on both sides or they just produce in one game and not the other. And most of the holes have come. Like if you've done a triple captain for Sun, four goals, bonus points, everything. So this, oh, that's interesting. This could be the game. Mm. Mm. It could be. Especially Liverpool would probably be in a bit of a mood after drawing against Everton, losing against Villa. They're probably. And they're losing probably... Van Dyke. Yeah, they're out with a vengeance. So, Dan, Southampton, Everton. Um, I reckon Hamez is going to bang a hat-trick. Um, I think it's going to be quite a feisty one. I reckon Everton are going to get it at least. I, I'm hoping for at least 6-0. I think in reality it'll be about 4-0. I think you might be right there. I'm going to call 4-1 on that one. Everton are yeah. Everton looking tasty. They're, they're just going for fun. They, they're honestly, Everton, like this season, they've had, they've had a killer of a season. They're, they're playing unreal. Um, they've got some They've got some very cheap players. Uh, I've got... Obviously, I've got quite a few of them in the squad, um, but they're consistently bringing points. Um, so I think you'd be you'd be stupid not to have any Everton assets in the in the squad at the moment, especially in this game coming up. So what about Wolves Newcastle? Jimenez will score next game. Arsenal Leicester. <laughs> we've covered half. We've covered half this one. What it's about true. the Arsenal half? I'm it's still a- mad at William. That's all I have to say. Dan, what do you have to say? I've, I'm just hoping Vardy comes back. Like I've taken Vardy out. I've, I've made the replacement already, but I'm, I'm just hoping that Vardy comes back and actually absolutely spanks Arsenal, to be fair. Who did you replace him with, Dan? I'm not telling you. Oh, that's a bit naughty. You want to know? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Do it live. You don't even remember, do you? I've actually replaced him <laughs> with uh, Harry Kane. Oh, that's content. Oh, no. Someone played their wildcard, didn't they? Oh, let's quickly get through the last two fixtures. We're running out of time. Um, Bissom, I will have a brace. You literally just said to take out Bissom because he's had such a bad season and he's not the right differential. Bissom, will have a brace. And then, wait, so this is what will happen with Brighton fixture. Brighton will lose another game. Glenn Murray will come back and save us, like the true lord. Okay, we'll the delete game. that in the editing process, yeah? No, because I <laughs> do the editing. <laughs> and the last one, you got Spurs and Burnley. Spurs have got to win this one, haven't they? The yeah, form that they've been on. Unless they start with Gareth Bale, then anything could happen. Yeah, I think Spurs, Spurs have got this one in the bag, to be honest. So we spoke about Triple Captain Salah. What about Triple Captain Son or Kane? Do it. See do what it. happens. Yeah. Do it yeah. for the content, Costa. Yeah, do it for the content. Okay, if let's see. Costa, if you do your triple captain, I'll do mine. Nope. We got, got a deal? I've played a cheap uh, already, so I'm not going to play another one. Oh, you I'll play mine. I'll take you up on that deal. All right, so live, Ben and Dan have committed to using their triple captains. Dan is <laughs> I challenge Costa. Dan is a wild card. <laughs> 
If you like wild cards and if you like good content, we've only got a minute left. We've all got lives to get back to at FPL Curry on Instagram, at FPL Curry and other places where we don't post stuff, but we should eventually. Big week coming up, Champions League plus the remaining fixtures. Uh, good luck to you all on your game weeks. I hope you lose and suffer the pain that I did uh, for the first four weeks of the season. <laughs>